Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Palmer's Sports Corner on a Monday, June 29th. Uh, this is my, my first uh, podcast episode, and uh, today I'll be talking about the NBA. I have a few uh, topics I'd like to go over, and um, yeah, so let me just give you a little bit of a background on myself. I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm 15. I'm a sophomore in high school. I play basketball, baseball, and uh, football. Um, basketball is my favorite sport. I love baseball and then football. Um, so that's you know all you really need to know. Um, I'm an aspiring um, sports broadcaster. Eventually, I would love to uh, get up, you know, be up there in life um, eventually. But um, yeah. So without further ado, let's get into it. So my first topic is. Uh, Predictions for Orlando, uh, what I think, um, who I think um, is going to play who in um, the playoffs and such. So, as the standings are right now, it, the um, it's the Lakers at the one seed, obviously. Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder, Rockets. Mavs and Grizzlies. So obviously, right now, Lakers would play the Grizzlies. I believe Lakers would win that series. But now, I have a few sleepers. I believe that the Blazers won't make the playoffs. If they do, they're not going to make it very far. But I believe that the Grizzlies will pass the Mavericks, and that the Pelicans will sneak their way into the playoffs. I don't. I think Pelicans make it because I've been um, very impressed with Zion Williamson and some 19 games or uh, something like that and um he's just really he he uh he played better than everyone expected i mean we all knew he could play good but he played way better than what you know what we expect after after you know um coming back after a couple injuries and um you know starting mid nba season when it's when everyone's kind of in the flow of things and he's just kind of getting thrown right in there but i mean Speaking on that, his debut, let alone, was, I mean, a fantastic performance. And I think that in itself says a lot of who he is as a player and um, his work ethic. I think that says a lot about him. Now, I think the Grizzlies can make it to the seventh suit because, <clears throat> excuse me, the way I've seen John Morant develop and play, it's he's a similar play style to what Russell Westbrook, uh, athletic um likes to drive to the hoop can you know throw down some posters and you know he's got a really good handle got a nice step back through that um you know that's kind of Harden-esque not the uh, you know the double step back that Harden does or uh, Luca but I mean it's a solid step back it's hard to guard and it looks his game is really impressed me um so yeah I think Grizzlies and Pelicans finish out the 7-8 seeds and the in the in the west um and now in the east i i think the east stay the same maybe some teams move around a little bit but if you're you know the bucks are obviously clinched at the one seed raptors celtics i think they kind of stay the same i I feel uh heat pacers can kind of move around a little bit the nets they're not going anywhere they might even drop a little bit uh i think the wizards i don't think the wizards are gonna cut it because um, I'm sure knowing that Bradley Beal is the only um, real scorer on that team as of right now until John Wall comes back. 
which might be a minute or a whole not until next season, which obviously that doesn't matter if, you know, he can't help them in the playoffs right now. But I don't see the Wizards going anywhere. I think they stay at the ninth seed, and uh, Bradley Beal has probably some really good eight games. And, you know, he just pads his stats a little bit, makes himself look like just that much more of a good player, which he's a fantastic player. And um, I'd, I'd love to see Bradley Beal, you know, have a couple more 50-point games, you know, do have some highlights, all that fun stuff, but I don't think Wizards go anywhere. Magic, yeah, they'll make the playoffs, but they're not going anywhere. The first round exit. Same thing with the Nets. I mean, if you don't have Kyrie or KD, you're not you're not making it very far. Now the 76ers, as of right now, they would be playing the Celtics, which yes, that'll be a very fun series to watch. But you got to think, um, you take the Sixers starting five, which is Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and Joel Embiid. You set them on the bench. What do they really have? They don't have. You know, a team that screams, oh, or a bench that screams, hey, you know, you'll be scared of us even without our starters on the floor. And, I mean, for me, it's like you could put them, you could have the starters in groups with the bench. You could have, like, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid out there with three other bench players or Tobias Harris and Al Horford with three other bench players or Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris or, you know, something like that just to keep just so you have those scores to kind of lead your offense, just so you're not throwing in, like, you know, Trey Burke and uh, Mike Scott, all those players who can't lead an offense. I'm not nothing against those players. I mean, those are, you know, talented players, but I don't see how they could, uh, you know, help the um, help the situation for the 76ers at all. So, um, yeah, Alec Burks, Ryan Brokoff, I think he was just signed somewhere else. Um, Furkin Korkmaz, he's a pretty good, pretty solid year, but again, not somebody who can lead your offense. Shake Milton, Kylo Quint, that's a solid center, but again, Glenn Robinson, the third, uh, these aren't, these aren't players who can lead your offense. Matisse Thibel, he's impressed me a lot this year, but again, not team, not, not players, excuse me, that can lead your team to playoff series win. Now, maybe you'll get... Maybe two games. Maybe you'll push it to game seven against the Celtics. But you're not winning that series. Um, so then Heat and Pacers. Now, I have this really interesting opinion about the Heat and uh, where they're going to end up. I'll get to that in a little bit. But um, I really like the Celtics team. I think they have a really, really solid team. I almost believe... They could beat the Bucks, and, you know, that's my opinion. But I, I also believe that Jimmy Butler and um, the way he's played and the way Eric Spolstra coaches, I think Butler fits in very well. Now, if Butler could have another good piece, like if he could have gotten Chris Paul, I think it's a completely different game, and I think maybe the Heat are a little higher, maybe the third seed right now, not the fourth seed. Excuse me. Um, That's just me. I believe that... Him, them getting Chris Paul would have been um, a game changer, but um, either way, I love watching Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and Bam Adebayo, Derek Jones Jr. They have all absolutely stepped up their games, um, especially Bam and uh, Derek Jones. Um, I and uh, 
My personal opinion is I absolutely believe that in a seven-game series, I could see the Heat uh, defeating the Bucks for the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I wholeheartedly believe that just because uh, I feel that Jimmy Butler's dogged defense is really too much for Giannis to handle because Giannis hasn't had that defensive competition. And... Um, the Heat just have so many more shooters, which matters in you know playoffs, especially with a all-around small forward, kind of like what um, LeBron is. Um, yeah, uh, Butler a little bit more of a defensive player, but um, you know LeBron's a guy he can get to the hoop, he can shoot threes, he can post you up, and eventually you're gonna start throwing multiple guys at him. That's gonna leave your shooter open. That's exactly how it is with Jimmy Butler. I mean. Maybe not the greatest three-point shooting small forward of all time, but, I mean, he's also not, like, way out of the question. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, Jay Crowder can have hit his fair share. Um, Goran Dragic can hit his fair share. Iguodala hit a clutch during the playoffs last year. We know what he can do. Tyler Hero can do his thing. I mean, had a really good rookie season so far. Kendrick Nunn, been impressed with him. Kelly Olynyk, really good... Um, three-point shooting power forward center Duncan Robinson a three and D type player just they have so many options and then you got Derek Jones jr. you got that that electric athleticism that you know every team wants that you that you love to have you know uh, it's always important to have that especially in playoffs but given this year you're not gonna have fantasy you know you got that really amazing alley-oop to Derek Jones Jr. You're not going to get that crowd eruption. Um, fortunately, that's some of the best parts of the playoffs. But, you know, we'll take what we can get, and I'm just happy to see some basketball here soon. But um, I think he are going to take the Pacers easily. I mean, the Pacers, yeah, they have Victor Oladipo back, but they have an abundance of guards. Jeremy Lamb, Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, obviously, Victor Oladipo, Justin and Aaron Holiday, uh, TJ McConnell, uh, just a uh, over abundance of guards. Now, don't get me wrong, Miles Turner, TJ Warren, Demonte Sabonis, uh, excuse me, all fantastic players that I definitely think well, are really going to help this team. But again, I see a lot more um, talent um, out of the Heat's forwards and such than I have the Pacers. So yeah, that's really uh, it for the uh, the East for me right now. So um, I think the Thunder. I, I'm excited to see a Jazz Thunder playoffs again, unless the Rockets move up that one spot. But here's the thing: the Rockets don't have a center. But the backcourt of the Rockets is better than the Jazz. Now, obviously, Jazz have Mike Conley and um, Donovan Mitchell, and uh, I think Mike Conley has kind of been out of his um, his stardom for quite a few years now. He hasn't he hasn't shown um, any signs of improvement. I mean, there was a point in time when I'm pretty sure it was talked about how he might get moved to the bench just because he wasn't playing to the level that I'm sure they signed him at, or what they got rid of to add him to the team. Uh, and a trade, I'm pretty sure it was, last summer. 
But um, again, Rudy Gobert against uh, PJ Tucker in the post—that's just a. Uh, it's a that's a game of cat and mouse, and the mouse is stupid, and the mouse doesn't know what it's doing. I mean, that's just uh, obviously super. Um, that's a super big loss right there for Houston. I wish they wouldn't have traded uh, Clint Capella, or else we could be saying that hey, Houston might be a, a you know a three seed or you know a little higher up on this list. But six seeds where they stand now, tied with the Thunder. But I'm I applaud the Thunder for playing so well without. Paul George and Russell Westbrook um, on the team. Shai Gilgis, Alexander, uh, Chris Paul, obviously, Steven Adams. Uh, trying to think of his. Uh, there's quite a few players on that team that um, came from the. Uh, oh, Danilo Gallinari, all from the Clippers. Uh, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here. Terrence Ferguson. Uh, Shai Gildas, as I already said, Mike Muscala is a pretty decent center. Nerlens Noel, I really enjoy Nerlens Noel's game. Dennis Schroeder is the one I'm thinking of, the big one. He is absolutely talented. I loved the little duo of Westbrook and Schroeder um, last year, and I really liked him um, throughout this season. I liked Chris Paul, Andre Roberson. If he could ever come back, he just got to work on his uh, three-point game and such, and he would be a really good piece for that team. Um yeah, I mean, um, Stephen Adams always been really good. You got, you got serious athleticism with Hamidou Diallo and Terrence Ferguson, um, and then obviously you got really good passing with your Danilo Gallinari and uh, Chris Paul. So I mean, they have a solid team. I could see them beating, uh, maybe not the Jazz, but a team like the Mavericks. The Jazz would really uh, give them a run for their money. An an easy seven game series, but um. So I want to talk about the Clippers. I know everyone thinks, oh, you got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. That doesn't matter. I mean, that doesn't matter as much as you might think. Now I say that because. Got to think about it. Paul George hasn't won a playoff series since before his injury. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. But I'm pretty sure it's been a long time since he's won a playoff series. It's been a long time since he's moved past the first round. I mean, the two years that... Um, trying to think of the 2015-16 playoffs. Pretty sure the Pacers were out in the first round of that. And then, obviously, that next year, gets the Cavs. Cavs swept them. Year after that, Cavs took them in seven. Last year, I'm pretty sure... Kyrie and the Celtics took him out in the first round as well. Yeah, via sweep, and that was the only sweep in the first round of the East last year. So, I mean, the well, Pacers haven't won a playoff series in a minute. Paul George hasn't won a playoff series in a minute. Even in um, OKC, they haven't won a playoff series. Unfortunately, Paul George is a fantastic player. I love his game. One of my favorite NBA players. Kawhi Leonard, I loved watching him in the finals, in the conference finals last year. Absolutely superb player. If anything, Kawhi Leonard leads the Clippers against the Lakers. But I think LeBron's, um, you know, many years in the playoffs and how over half LeBron's career he's been in the playoffs and a good chunk of those have gone to the finals. And I think that is really going to be a good factor. He's going to be able to lead the young 
players like uh, Danny Green, who's, yes, won titles, especially last year with Toronto. But, you know, Avery Bradley. Actually, no, not Avery Bradley. He's not going to Orlando, unfortunately. But, um, Avery, uh, or excuse me, KCP, Kyle Kuzma, JaVale's obviously had his fair share of uh, finals runs against the Cavaliers with uh, Golden State. Um, Markeith Morris, I think, is the one. I don't know. Keith and Marcus Morris look the absolute same. I'm pretty sure Markeith Morris with the uh, Lakers. um, Again, I just, I see, I don't see any way the Lakers could possibly lose unless LeBron or Anthony Davis gets injured. Uh, that's just uh, that's just the way I see it. I mean, um, now with unfortunately with Avery Bradley not going, obviously your front runner for the Lakers is uh, J.R. Smith, which is uh, not right. Um, I would rather see them watch them sign uh, Lance Stevenson, Jeff Green if he's still a free agent. Those two players right there get you 16 out of 17 that you're allowed. Then you could just pick up another role player. I mean, uh, like a Jamal Crawford. Just for, like, you know, the minimum. Because you're not going to need a whole lot of money to get, convince those guys to sign with you. Uh, but, I mean, in the meantime, I would say go ahead and start Quinn Cook. So your lineup would be Quinn Cook, Danny Green, LeBron, AD, and um, JaVale McGee. Or they might start Dion Waiters or Rajon Rondo. I think Rondo should be a bench player from here on out. Dion Waiters, I think he's kind of lost his touch, but I am uh, intrigued to see um, the way he'll play. Obviously, um, the whole edible situation and when he was with Miami, I feel like that's probably hasn't helped him. But, I mean, J.R. Smith, I've seen the videos of him in the gym. I'm. It's going to be cool to see him out in the court again with LeBron. But it's also going to be um, weird, J.R. Smith and LeBron, given what happened in the finals a few years ago. That's I have nothing against J.R. Smith, but I feel like he is just not the player I would sign if I was the uh, Lakers. Because that's not what you need. I mean, hell, if anything, you could start LeBron at point guard, Danny Green. Say you sign a Jeff Green, you could start Jeff Green. At small forward, Anthony Davis, and then JaVale. Now, here's, here's what I wish would have happened. I wish Cousins would have stayed. Then you could have signed Cousins, then signed Jeff Green, and then your lineup is amazing. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis played really well together in their excuse me, short time together in New Orleans. I mean, they were <clears throat> a dream team of, you know, a pair of tall power forwards and centers right there i mean anthony davis can lead your team with lebron off the court and cousins out there can just help bury a team like last year in the finals i saw a lot of good things out of cousins all things considered he was injured for a good chunk of last year and in the playoffs i saw a lot of really really good things from DeMarcus Cousins, so I'm uh, disappointed to see that he's not going to Orlando, but um, it's alright. But yeah, I mean, those little additions of Jeff Green and um, Lance Stevenson would really make a big difference for the Lakers. Um, 
Jeff Green, obviously, uh, at 36 years old, a still really talented player. I mean, sure, maybe he not might not be what he was a few years ago, but, I mean, he's still a guy I feel deserves a starting spot. I mean, I enjoyed watching him in Cleveland. That LeBron and Jeff Green duo was fantastic. They always worked well together, so I feel like that's just going to make things um, better for them um, in uh, every way possible. I mean, Jeff Green can still shoot threes. He's athletic. All the all the things that you know the Lakers need and Lance Stevenson. I mean, he's a joke to have on your team. He's a funny guy. I mean, he, he brings a really good uh, vibe to your team, and um, I'm sure he helps boost morale and um, keeps keeps everyone's keeps a, a smile on everyone's faces. And he's just always talented. I mean, I love watching his handle. Is something else. Um, Good three-point shooter. Yeah, uh, those are two additions that would be really, really good for the um, the Lakers. But, I mean, the Clippers, I think they're pretty solid all around. Um, I like the addition of Reggie Jackson. Nuggets, they're good. I heard Nikola Jokic has corona, but that he also has lost um, a lot of weight, so maybe he'll um, be a little bit more of a beast down low. The Jazz, they're good. Um, yeah, I think that... You know, um, every team is good. I don't think the Suns are going anywhere, even though I'd love to see them make the playoffs. But I think uh, we all know that won't happen. If it does, hey, Devin Booker finally got to go somewhere with the Suns other than to the bottom of the Western Conference. So, um, yeah, that's just uh, – so that's my predictions for Orlando. And my championship picks, um, obviously, Lakers in the West. I think they beat the Clippers out by seven. Or in seven, I should say. And then I think that the Bucks and the Heat go seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals. And Jimmy Butler and the Heat prevail. Because Eric Spolster knows how to coach a team to the NBA Finals. He did it with LeBron and D-Wade. He did it before LeBron was even on the Heat. So, I mean, and even now. The way he coached uh, D-Wade in his final season, I think it just shows the uh, how good of a coach... Eric Spolstra really is. Now, you could say Frank Vogel, oh, he's never coached a team to the finals because he's been with the Orlando Magic, who are terrible, or who were terrible, all things considered. LeBron has single-handedly carried the Cavs to the finals multiple, on multiple occasions, and the Cavs are much worse than the Lakers are right now. So, um, with that being said, LeBron is very key to have um, in your locker room, especially if you're a team like the Lakers and you know that you have a really good chance to go to the NBA Finals, like, obviously, which they do. So, I think it's um, Heat-Lakers, and I think Lakers win in seven. Um, not, that's non-biased. I think just looking at everything we've seen this season, it's, um, I don't want to say blatantly obvious, but it's very, um, very likely that Lakers are going to win whether or not they play the Heat. Um, so, and I think um, season awards, I think MVP is Giannis. Finals MVP would be Anthony Davis. Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Six Man, Lou Will. Rookie of the Year, I believe. Depending on how these eight games go, 
if Zion Williamson leads the Pelicans to a eight seed, and the Grizzlies make it to seven, and it's Grizzlies seven, Pelicans eight, or vice versa, I think if Zion Williamson leads the Pelicans from ten to eight or ten to seven, they that Zion Williamson will easily surpass John Morant for Rookie of the Year. Now if that if it stays the same the way things are right now with Mavs seven Grizz eight, I would say John Morant will win Rookie of the Year. That's just the way I I see it. That's the that's the way I th- I see things. It's uh it's a it's a stretch, but it's also very likely. I mean, Zion's played 19 games and he has impressed everyone. He's a rookie and he's playing at a high level. Good three point shooter, really athletic, strong. I mean, we were seeing him rip away rebounds from you know centers, guys who are good at getting rebounds. Um. I think it says a lot about him. Uh, and I've just enjoyed watching uh, Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram on that team. They have really shown what we all thought they were going to be with the Lakers, but obviously they never were. But, yeah, those that big three right there is amazing. And Drew Holiday has always been a good player. I've always enjoyed watching Drew Holiday. I mean, this playoffs a few years ago. Um, I think 2017 against the Blazers. I mean, he had a f- fantastic series. Absolute um, grenade on defense. Just a bomb on defense. He was amazing. So that's my championship picks and my reasons for. Um, and then free agents that need signed. And uh, my rules for uh, Corona and um, how they're going to do the salaries. Or how I think they should do the salaries. Um, So... Uh, J.R. Smith maybe gets signed somewhere else, not L.A. Jeff Green needs signed. I think Lance Stevenson. Cousins is going to need signed for next season. Most definitely Jamal Crawford. Tyler Ulis is a free agent. Sure, he was never really good, but I'm sure in the right system, he could be just as good as like a, a Quinn Cook type uh, player. Um, I just saw that Andre Drummond is picking up his option to re-sign in Cleveland. Um now, here's the thing about Cleveland is they're going to... So, they would have a lot of cap space after this season. But with Andre Drummond picking up his option, he's going to want money. Or picked up his option for just this season, this coming season, the 2020 to 2021 season. But the 2021 to 2022 season, um, he'll be a free agent. But I, um, it's believed that he will resign with Cleveland that uh, Cavs and Drummond have... Mutual interest in uh, re-signing, which is always a good sign, um, especially for Cleveland fans and uh, me living in Ohio. So, obviously, I'm excited to hear that. Um, and, um, yeah, so that's just uh, really important to uh, for the Cavs. And I feel like maybe eventually they could be a, uh, you know, a really um, – a good a good team, you know, not your bottom of your conference, um, you know, bums that they are now. They have a really star, uh, soon to be star-studded team. Obviously, Kevin Love has been pretty good for a few years. Um, I enjoyed watching Kevin Porter Jr. and uh, Darius Garland was kind of disappointing. Um, 
No matter how many games he missed in college, he wasn't the right move for the Cavs. But Colin Sexton, young bull, has impressed me between last year and this year, especially this year. He really has grown. Some, I've heard some people say that he is a uh, better Kyrie Irving. And, I mean, I would have to agree. At certain points, he's more athletic than Kyrie. Um, the finishing is about the same as to where Kyrie was in his second year with Cleveland. Uh, Three-point and clutch, uh, I think uh, Colin Sexton is better at defense and clutch defense, and he's pretty good in the clutch, um, like, in the paint. Uh, not as much three, but, I mean, he is still really clutch from deep. Kyrie, obviously, we all know Kyrie. He is absolute clutch master. Mr. Fourth Quarter, as uh, Fred McLeod used to call him in his days with Cleveland. And uh, rest in peace to Fred McLeod. Um, you'll be missed, man. Um, but anyways, um, just a... Uh, ab- Kyrie was something special. But he didn't have that dogged defense that I would say Colin Sexton is showing more of than Kyrie. So, I mean, it's, that's just how it is. And I'm sure that, you know, some people can agree, some may disagree, but it's a, um, it's what I think. And I believe that, you know, Colin Sexton's been uh, a little bit more impressive than Kyrie, but also at the same time, Kyrie's been more impressive than Colin Sexton in early years. Um, but anyways, so I think, um, yeah, that's um, uh, next week, or actually this coming Friday, I'll have uh, more topics for the NBA. I'll uh, read you my schedule real quick. So Mondays and Fridays, I'll talk about the NBA, obviously. Tuesday and Thursday, I will talk about the MLB. And Wednesday and Saturday, I'll talk about the NFL. So I have topics in a little document right now of what to talk about. So, um, yeah, tune in, um, tomorrow, I'll, uh, tweet, uh, a time when I'm posting. I think I might just post it at noon every day, if I can record it earlier, as a, right now it's currently 10.18, and I'm posting this at noon, so, um, yeah, so thank you guys for tuning in, I'm not done yet, but, um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm gonna get to my thoughts on the coronavirus rules, so I think that, out of the 16 of 302 players who have tested positive <clears throat> for coronavirus, it's their decision to go or not. You have time to test negative. Obviously, it's not until June or excuse me, July 24th, and it's only June 29th. So you got, you know, a month before you have to test negative twice, or whatever the, that rule is. But um, I think if you're on the bench, sit in the stands. Which I like what the MLB is doing, how they are. Um, that like, um, if you're not in the dugout waiting to come at bat, and you know, two batters, obviously the guy on deck, on the index circle, and then the, obviously the guy in the hole, which would be you know the guy in the dugout. If you're not any of those, if you're not in the hole or behind that. You should be in the stands. I think managers, certain managers, should be in the uh, in the stands. Like if you're a okay, so pitching coaches should be out there when your team is pitching. Should be in the dugout when your team is pitching, uh, and your manager should always be uh, in the dugout. Um, 
that's what I believe um, how they should do it. To me, that just makes the most sense, obviously. Um, for NBA, your coach sits on the sidelines. And I think, how about you, like, your sixth man can sit on the bench? Just keep your distance from the coach. Obviously, uh, all coaches can be on the sidelines, but if you're a player, go sit in the stands. So you'll have a little hole, I believe, between um, the, uh, the score box and uh, courtside seats, which won't be there, obviously. So you can just walk down there, go check in, take your warm-ups off and such. That's what makes the most sense. Now, only thing against that is... Um, against Corona is uh, everyone's touching the same ball, obviously, you know. And a single 24-second possession, you got th anywhere from three to five guys touching it. And that's not even counting defensive players maybe tipping a pass. That's, um, it's, um, it's a lot of guys touching a ball, um, within a very short amount of time, um, there is no way around that, but again, you're just gonna have to give out tests regularly, um, once every so often. Um, that would just be, you know, that would make the most sense if you ask me. Um, and yeah, so um, that's my thoughts for the Corona rules for the NBA. Um, it's. I think it's pretty simple until you start talking about, you know, what are you going to do for the basketballs? That's something else that's um, utterly different and a whole nother beast. Um, but uh, I'll get into baseball tomorrow and uh, NFL rules for Corona, that, that type of stuff, um, Tuesday and Wednesday. I'll get into that stuff. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for um, being here. Um, tell your friends. Um, Follow me on Instagram at, hold on, let me check what my ad is. I forgot. It is at Sports Corner Podcast 23 on Instagram. Um, and then, yeah, my uh, Twitter is, let me check that real quick. I should probably start saying this stuff, you think, right? So, follow me on Twitter at Palmer Sports Corner. Yeah, so if you just add me on uh, Twitter or follow me on Twitter and uh, add me on Instagram, we can, um, you know, if you want to DM me on Instagram, if you have any, like, uh, you know, suggestions or, um, opinions we can talk about that stuff if you have any um um uh, uh any topics you want me to bring up or uh if you want um sponsorship if you have anyone who uh is looking for hiring um i can do sponsorships and i can plug them throughout my podcast um you know i can do that for you of course so yeah, that's um, that's about it. Um, thank you guys again. Go follow me on Twitter, Palmer's Sports Corner, and then uh, Instagram at Sports Corner Podcast Twenty Three.
um, my link for that, uh, my um, anchor, which is what I use to produce my podcast on Spotify, is in my is in my um, bio. If you just tap on it, it'll send you to Anchor, and you can listen to all my episodes. Or when you open up that app, the uh, link you can just click listen on Spotify, and it'll take you to my Spotify, and you can listen to me on Spotify. Um, so. Yeah, thank you guys. You don't have to sign in for that, by the way. That's obviously important for those of you who don't. And you don't, you don't have to pay money for it or anything. You just click play and you can listen to it. Um, tell your friends, share, um, DM me on Instagram again if you want. Uh, if you have any topics or uh, things you'd like me to talk about, obviously sports related. Um, yeah. Um, if you have anybody who you think would be willing to sponsor any of that stuff please just dm me on instagram that's at sports corner podcast 23 so um thank you guys for uh, listening i'll catch you guys tomorrow again i'll probably be posting i think every day at noon eastern i'll be posting this if not i will uh, tweet um different you know a uh, you know a little reminder of hey not today i won't be posting today at noon i'll be posting at this time etc eastern standard time um, so thank you for tuning in again. Um, I'll, uh, I uh, hope to see to uh, you know hear guys' opinions and such about today's episode and tomorrow's and the following episodes to come. Thank you guys. Take care.